Another White House staffer has tested positive for coronavirus, so, uh, yikes. Adele lost a lot of weight, and, well, some people have a lot of feelings. And Motherly Stories editor Cons Preddy joins us ahead of Mother's Day to talk about how moms are doing out there. The date, May 8th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hello, friends. I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to News O'Clock. Happy Friday. And to you. Okay, real quick, I need to talk about this. You know how some movies from childhood don't quite hold up? Yes, absolutely. Well, last night, my fiance and I decided to watch The Chipmunk Adventure, which for Gen Z listeners was a 1980s animated feature film based on the three cartoon chipmunk brothers. And uh, it is absolutely bonkers. Did did you watch this when you were a kid, Casey? I definitely did it. So I'm going to need you to recap this for me. Okay, so uh, Alvin and his brother, Simon and Theodore, have their female counterparts, the Chipettes, and in a whole boys versus girls kind of thing, a pair of creepy Germans hanging out in the arcade where they are convinces them to take a trip around the world and hot air balloons. But it's secretly a plot to have them sell their stolen diamonds overseas. And that's the story. Okay. They they send children okay. in hot air balloons to race around the world <laughs> with stolen diamonds. And somehow that turned into a movie. Uh, but I mean, it's the 80s. It's the 80s. But a couple of things really stand out. One is that I am really concerned for the people who wrote and drew this cartoon because the Chipettes, despite being like 10-year-old girls, are drawn in like weirdly sexual like costumes and positions. At one point, they're dressed in harem outfits. They're in swimwear. Mm. It's like a lot of Mm. weird like upskirt shots. It's like, I don't know why anyone thought this was a good idea at all. And it gets worse because, oh boy, does this movie love its brown people stereotypes. They travel to Mexico where they wear sombreros and sing about, and one of them really wants enchiladas. They go to the Middle East where the Chipettes, again, harem outfits, and they are told one of you will marry the very young sultan. And uh, to make clear just how racist they could be, this is a clip from when Alvin and Simon meet up with a native tribe in, I don't know, South America, the South Pacific. They don't make it clear. Whatever. They're brown. They live in huts. And Alvin says this. You take them all this wampum, and we take them little butterball. You steal them from us last night. Wampum big. Like, what the shit? How did this pass? How? Oh, my God. It's so bad. That's so bad. And Mm. so, unfortunately, my childhood is ruined. Can never watch this film again. And creators of Alvin and Chipmunks, if I thought that, you know, you guys rebooting it to do the films with Jason Lee, the CGI ones, was bad, this is somehow worse. Okay, anyway, enough of that. It's time for the Corona update. Here are the three things you need to know today. Let's do this. All right. Number one, today it was announced that the unemployment rate in the United States hit 14%. Just a massive numbers of jobs were lost in one month, 20.5 million in April alone, to reach an unemployment level we have not seen since the Great Depression. It's 40 times worse than the most single-month losses in the Great Recession a decade ago, and surprise, surprise, it's hitting low-wage workers, women, and people of color hardest. But not everyone is doing terrible. Grubhub took in a record $363 million in revenue as people stayed home and restaurants struggled. And the stock market actually went up 
after the jobs report came out, same as it did with the last record-breaking bad jobs report in 2008, meaning just like then, investors weren't shocked by the news today. Even so, unemployment is likely to continue rising higher and higher while the pandemic is still going on. Yeah, I've actually been trying to order directly from restaurants and doing pickup, or if you call them, sometimes they have their own delivery service, and it seems like most do appreciate that. I saw the other week, I cannot remember which delivery service it was, but an owner of a restaurant posted basically this invoice from the delivery service where after all the fees, you know all those discounts that mm-hmm. um, that people get? I always thought maybe that comes from the delivery service. It doesn't. It comes from the restaurant itself, so they're impacted from it. Oh. For some of them, at least. And so basically this invoice I was seeing, the restaurant basically broke even. And it's just like, uh, uh, it's it's really tough. So yeah, I believe that Grubhub took in $363 million. Woof. Okay, number two, rolling on with the bad corporations. Zara has been praised for its coronavirus response, but that apparently doesn't extend as far as its garment workers. Zara is a Spanish-based retailer, and early on to the crisis, they got huge thumbs up for its quick action. They closed down 3,000 stores worldwide and ramped up its online sales. Spanish workers got their full salaries as they stayed home. The owner, Armancio Ortega, is the world's sixth richest man, and he had his factories pivot to start making hospital gowns and other protective equipment. But as BuzzFeed News reporter Nishida Zha shows, there was a cost for that, and it was paid by the garment workers at two factories in Myanmar that supply Zara. Those workers weren't given any protective gear at all while working for $3.50 to $4.74 per day. And when they tried to organize and actually push the factory to give them this equipment, 500 of them were laid off. Mm, Is this where I'm allowed to say eat the rich? I think it is. In fact, where you are allowed to say that, I think that is a completely valid place to say that. And number three, a second White House staffer in the last two days tested positive for coronavirus, prompting some serious side eyes and major concerns. Katie Miller, a spokesperson for Vice President Mike Pence, got the results right before Pence was due to depart for a trip to Iowa. Air Force Two was held up at the airbase for an hour as Steph dealt with the news and several staffers straight up got off the plane. Katie recently got married to Stephen Miller, Trump's top immigration advisor and domestic policy person and speechwriter, who sees the president and other senior staffers all the damn time in a White House where almost nobody is social distancing or wearing face masks. Just yesterday, a naval officer serving as Trump's valet, who did things like bring Trump his multiple Diet Cokes throughout the day, tested positive. Trump said as a result, he and Pence will be tested daily to make sure he is legit and chill, which is not something that can be said for the rest of us. I wonder if they have to do the the nose testing every time. No, they're they're not doing the nose testing. They're doing a very quick, uh, like couple of minutes re- test result that is fast. But some experts are like, this is not exactly as accurate as the one where you send it off to the lab and it takes a couple of days. So trade-offs. Hmm. Uh, definitely. All right. It's time for today's good news, bad news. This is where I bring you some of the most, aw, yay, and most, uh, that's not great, stories from around the internet. A special double feature of good news today for anyone who loves sitcoms in the late 2000s. First up, looks like we're getting six seasons and a YouTube table read. The cast of NBC's community announced they will all be doing an online table read and Q&A to benefit COVID-19 relief efforts. It's all going to happen on Monday, May 18th on the show's YouTube page and will feature the complete cast. Yes, that includes Donald Glover, who left the show in season five, plus the show's creator, writer Dan Harmon. 
as Magnitude would say, pop, pop. <laughs> and for everyone who loved How I Met Your Mother, ending aside, we got an updated rendition of the Robin Sparkles classic, Let's Go to the Mall. Colby Smulders, who played secret former Canadian pop star Robin Shrabotsky, posted the new version to Instagram yesterday. Instead of celebrating going out to shop, the song now celebrates staying the heck home. Long time to worry, we can't go to the mall, I'm so sorry. Keep on those jelly bracelets and that cool graffiti code, because the mall is in our hearts, that's what it's all about. Oh man, that new version makes you really happy, but wow, How I Met Your Mother looking back, what a problematic show in so many ways. He's, I couldn't even finish it the, going all the way through like at the present time. But that's also because I deeply found Ted problematic. He's like classic nice guy. He's like, I deserve all of this for being nice. And I'm like, oh, OK, Ted. OK, Ted, you and your sexual assault <laughs> bro can go have a seat. Like they grew throughout the show. But also most like I was there for Allison Hannigan and uh, uh, Jason mm-hmm, Siegel. So. Mm-hmm wonderful loved them and robin sparkles will remain a national treasure forever yes (laughs) and now on to the bad news legendary queen guitarist brian may is in the hospital but not for coronavirus may posted on instagram a picture of himself in a face mask saying and i quote i managed to rip my gluteus maximus to shreds in a moment of over enthusiastic gardening before you laugh too much it actually sounds really terrible (laughs) he said Turns out I did a thorough job. This is a couple of days ago and I won't be able to walk for a while or sleep without a lot of assistance because the pain is relentless. May also found time in his Instagram caption to ding the UK for beginning to lift its stay-at-home orders, saying, hope you're all keeping extra safe out there. A decision to relax controls doesn't suddenly make the danger go away. I have several questions. Number one, what was he gardening? How do you manage that? Like what? happened here brian what okay listen as someone who has sciatica herniated disc etc i know how quickly something like that can happen and oh my god that sounds truly terrible and if he's saying that he like is having trouble sleep it sounds like he's just not getting relief in any way that's so so horrible right i i don't know what to do with that except i I, i'm sorry i have to say Something, something, fat bottom girls. Don't do it. I got it. I had to. I'm sorry. It's queen. I did it. You did it. You did it. It's okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. Okay. When we come back, we're talking to Cons Preddy about Mother's Day and all her work as an editor for the site Motherly. Stay right there. SheFit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Thursday, February 10th, kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player, delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year, presented by Nationwide, and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022, delivered with Uber Eats, will be revealed. NFL Honors, presented by Invisalign, Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone. Hey, Lethal listeners, Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, 
you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murders tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's time for Say More. This is where we get to chat it up with some of the best dang people out there. This weekend, folks in the U.S. and a lot of other countries will celebrate Mother's Day. And if things have been tough for everyone under Corona lockdown, that has to be minimum double tough for all the moms out there. We're joined by Khan's Preddy to talk about just that. She's the stories editor at Motherly and herself a mom to three. Good afternoon, Khan's. Hi, guys. How are you? So off the top, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, when I first reached out to you with the time when we record the show, you said, perfect, everyone is taking their naps then. So is everyone just down for the count? Uh, actually, no. The the girls, the twins, the twins are awake, but my husband is taking care of them. The toddler is asleep. The toddler is the, is the problem because he yells and runs and gets into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for people who aren't familiar, what is motherly? Motherly is a media company that creates content for the millennial mom. We felt like traditional media was just not really connecting with moms today. And everything felt like like very fear-mongering and old school and outdated. So we create content for millennial moms that want to read about all the things mom-related and also all the things non-mom-related. You gave birth to the twins not too very long before this pandemic hit, it feels like, and that just changed life up completely. That's not exactly something you can plan for. How have you been holding up? Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, The twins were born on March 2nd. I remember that we were in the hospital watching the news and the hospital pediatrician came in and he was like, oh, why are people freaking out about this COVID-19 thing? It's not going to get that bad. And then a week later, you know, we were in lockdown. So (laughs) it's been crazy because the first time that I gave birth to my son, I suffered from postpartum anxiety really, really bad. So this time around, I was like, I'm going to plan for all the worst case scenarios. I'm going to have all the help that I can. I'm going to like, you know, pull my, my mom community and like all the resources that I didn't have the first time around to make sure that this time I'm, you know, I'm good. And so I had a doula and a postpartum doula and a nanny for a toddler. And my parents came from Argentina and a week into being parents of three kids under three, we were left alone because even before people were taking it seriously, we decided to self-isolate because we had newborns. So very quickly, everything turned upside down and clearly I didn't plan for a global pandemic in all my worst case scenarios. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally no one. If someone planned for that in their worst case scenarios, they are the most prepared for the job of motherhood ever. (laughs) So 
of all of those like you know systems that you had set up were you still able to tap into any of them while you guys have been uh self-isolating we like isolate ourselves physically so far away that we have not been able to know to tap on to any of that i actually had to call our nanny from up here to let her know that because of like salary cuts we couldn't afford her anymore and we didn't know when we were going to see her again and we couldn't just keep paying her until who knows when so it's it's been hard because we like even from here we had to have like make tough decisions on the help that we wanted I mean, it's definitely so much to be going through with children. Um, what's something that you think more moms need to hear that they're just not being told right now? It's funny. I had a call um, with some guy for a, a project, and he doesn't know me. We were just talking about this possible idea of doing something together. And at the end of the call, he basically said, I honestly cannot believe how much you're doing. You are a superhero. I'm in awe that you are just doing it with a smile and doing it day in and day out. And hearing that from a stranger, like I hear that from my parents and I hear that from my partner, but hearing it from a stranger was so encouraging. And it made me actually feel like a superhero. Like if I can do this and, you know, just keep doing it, I can do anything. And I feel like all the moms out there deserve all the kudos that they can get because this is so hard So on the flip side, though, what's the worst advice that you think moms are getting right now? Oh, that they should take time off, that they should have like a self-care hour or whatever. Like we don't have time. We don't have time to take an hour off. I would love to take an hour off. It's not helpful. Like if, you know, we who's going to do the laundry? Okay, like maybe my husband's going to do the laundry, but then we have to like fold it. And then who's going to do the dishes? And like there's stuff happening all the time that people telling me like, oh, take it easy. Just like relax for a little bit. Take a moment for yourself. Like I don't have time. And knowing and being reminded that I don't have that time just make it worse. So like, don't tell moms to just, you know, take a break because there is no break. You've been documenting your children's lives since before they were born on Instagram. Has being this out there in public with everything stance had an impact on how you come at being a mom? Absolutely. When I became a mom the first time around, I felt like I was failing because I saw all these Instagram posts about like, like moms having perfect makeup and hair and being so well put together. And I was like a mess with like leaky boobs and covered in puke from a newborn. And I was like, how is it that I am failing so badly at this? And then everyone else on Instagram seems to have it so well, like put together. So I just, you know, I wanted to be more honest about what my experience was. And that really resonated with a lot of people because it's hard to be a mom. It's sometimes really isolating, even when you're not going through a quarantine. And it's so easy to like compare yourself to others and feel like you're doing everything wrong. Um, and so I've gotten a lot of messages thanking me for like being so honest and transparent and like admitting how hard it can be. I've also gotten a lot of hate from people being like, you should be grateful that you're a mom, which I am. I like, I love my children more than life itself, but it's hard and it's especially hard right now. And like, sometimes I like need to step outside of the house and like, walk to the mailbox by myself. And even if it's just like 15 seconds of like just me in silence, that's all I need because it can be overwhelming. So I've been a follower of your Instagram, which for listeners is at cons the whole time. And it is wild to see Ozzy speaking so much. And it's just really delightful to hear how bilingual he is. Um, So was that a conscious decision or just like a no brainer? (laughs) 
It was a conscious decision. I am from Argentina, so my first language is Spanish. My dad's Italian, so he grew up speaking Italian and Spanish. He didn't really talk to me in Italian, so like I can understand it, but I can't speak it. And that was like a big thing that I'm like, I'm still kind of angry at him for it because I would love to have, you know, be able to speak another language. So we decided with my husband that he would speak to our children in English and I would speak to them in Spanish so they can have both. And also because when we go back to Argentina to visit my family and my cousins, so they can also communicate with, you know, their family in Spanish. But it is wild to see him. Like we're, we sometimes can't believe how easy it is for him because he can switch between one and the other. Like he can come to me and ask me something. And then I say, go ask your dad. And he asks the same thing in English. And I'm just like, I'm just, it's fascinating. It's truly fascinating. Oh, that's amazing. I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been asking all our guests this week, how they plan on spending Mother's Day. How's your family celebrating? So honestly, I don't know if my husband remembers that it's Mother's Day. (laughs) Because today he today he asked me what day was of the week and he had it completely wrong so we'll see um but (laughs) we're just gonna be doing the same thing that we do every day wake up at 6 a.m when the twins wake up to feed them then wake up the toddler at 8 a.m have family breakfast and then sort of try to keep them entertained as much as we can we're probably gonna watch some tv so the toddler can like sit and be quiet for a second and if I get really lucky, I'm going to be the one napping at 1.30 <laughs> with all the kids. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed for you. Please, please. I really need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cons, thank you so much for joining us and happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much. It's time for The List, because if you know BuzzFeed at all, you know how much we love lists. And today, we've got a special Friday in case you missed it edition, because there's been a lot happening out there that isn't coronavirus related. Well, that sounds extremely fake, but I'm believing you on this one. Thank you for that trust. So here are five headlines that you might have missed. Number one, two men have been charged with murder in the shooting death of black jogger Ahmed Arbery. Number two, facial recognition company Clearview AI has promised to cancel all relationships with private companies. Number three, Former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn admitted lying to the FBI. The Justice Department now says that doesn't matter. Number four, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos finalized new regulations that advocates say will hurt sexual assault survivors. And number five, Venezuela said it captured two Americans during a failed coup, and the backstory is incredibly wild. Okay, first of all, I want to say it's incredibly wild that all of these stories are happening while a pandemic is also happening. I know. And also, I think we all know in truly insane that it took so long for these two men to be charged with murder. But I do want to talk about the facial recognition company Clearview AI, because I think we have all been under the assumption that, of course, people are selling our information to private companies like and now like this proof. I mean, come on. I know. So here's the thing, though. Clearview AI, it's a New York based company, and they had been promising that, nah, we're cool. We're good guys. We're only going to work with law enforcement to make sure that they're keeping you safe. Turns out, according to BuzzFeed News Investigations, that really was not the case ever. And so now, under, you know, threats of lawsuit and a lot of scrutiny, they're saying, okay, fine, we will cancel all of those contracts. I guess we will do the thing and actually be a good company. Oh, my God. So I'm sorry to anyone who was hoping that you would just be able to show your face in public and get ads directed at you. Uh, first of all, that's a weird thing to hope. Second of all, Clearview AI is out of that game now. 
All right, so all these stories and many, many more are available at BuzzFeedNews.com or on the BuzzFeed News app. We're going to wrap the week with an edition of Rant O'Clock, but today we're turning the floor over to a very special guest. The internet has been fighting for the last few days about a new set of pictures Adele put out to celebrate her birthday. The many, many time Grammy winner has recently lost a lot of weight and a lot of people have feelings. We haven't talked about this yet on the show, but when we saw that BuzzFeed News culture writer Sachi Cole had written about it, we knew that she's the only one who could do it justice. Hello, Sachi. Hi, how are you? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, Okay, so Sachi, the floor is yours for the next minute and a half. Your prompt, should anyone care that Adele lost weight? And go. Okay, first of all, I think I should consistently always have more than a minute and a half at all points for any reason, regardless of what it is. So I'm offended right off the bat, but I'm going to let it go for now. I think uh, what's really odd about the photos is that anybody cares at all. I think she didn't say anything about how she lost the weight. I think that was probably intentional. She hasn't made any statements about whether the weight loss was for health reasons or for her own or how she did it does not appear that she is selling any tummy tea ads, uh, which is a real comfort to me personally. Um, But naturally, a lot of people saw the photo and then got really excited and they've been celebrating her and saying congratulations as if weight loss is an accomplishment larger than any of the other millions of accomplishments she's already had. And then conversely, there were a lot of people who felt kind of mournful about it and that her losing weight was a kind of judgment call on their own bodies. And that's sort of the the tricky thing about being a public figure and having your body change is that you don't get to own that message and you don't get to own the medium. The public does. And that is really unpleasant, really hard. And of course, people ascribe value and meaning to it. But it still fucking sucks. And ideally, we'd be in a world where nobody gave a shit about anybody's bodies for any reason and didn't care if somebody gained or lost a pound. But unfortunately, that's not where we live. Holy cow, you nailed that. That was like a minute and 20 seconds, Sachi. And you just really like... Listen, I'm ready. I'm ready to be mad for 90 seconds at any point. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why we appreciate you. So why are we even talking about this in the first place then? Like what? I'm not even sure like what prompted the internet to decide like this was today is the day that we go out there. Because this has been a minute. She has looked like this. Yeah, but I think like because the last time we saw how she looked, it was last October. She was sitting down. The photo wasn't very clear. I mean, this was like a full body shot and everybody was pooping their pants over it. I also think we're all kind of bored and we don't know what else to talk about. And anytime there's anything we can talk about that isn't about this fucking virus, everybody's all about it. I don't begrudge people looking for stuff to talk about, but I just think maybe like the body of a 32 year old lady is not the one that we need to worry about. Also, she was like standing in front of like two giant (laughs) rings of flowers and we didn't even register that. Like, like if we're looking at it, we're like, oh, look, she's really thin. And then meanwhile, we're like, what are these orbs of like this floral arrangement and a laptop next to her? Wait, yeah. Can we talk about the laptop? Why was the laptop there? That's my question. I don't know. I have a lot. I have a lot of questions. And like, I frankly, I saw it. I was like, wow, impressive. She put on an outfit and heels and did her makeup and her hair. I can't even get myself to brush my teeth. Like, that is too much of a burden. Because I'm like, ah, who's near me except my husband? He sucks. That doesn't matter. So then you, like, get over it real fast. And she put on shoes? Disgusting. So do you feel any better after getting your rant out? Do you feel any, like, 
No, no. 0% better. <laughs> no. I, I have not felt better since the late 90s, so I don't think it's going to start now. Well, Sachi, thank you so much for sharing your rant with us. And if people want to go and read the full piece, they can do so at BuzzFeedNews.com. Thanks, guys. All right, folks out there, do you have a topic that you think is worthy of a rant o'clock? Give us your suggestions. Send an email to news o'clock, all one word, at buzzfeed.com, and you can either write down your brilliant opinion, or even better, record it as a voice memo and send it to us. That's news o'clock at buzzfeed.com, or DM us on Twitter. We're also at news o'clock there. All right, that's it for today. Join us next week when we're rested, rejuvenated, and somehow still utterly unprepared for whatever the week will throw at us. And remember... Like your mom, your stockpile of quarantine canned beans is always going to be there for you. News O'Clock is produced by Dan Bauza, Alan Haberchak, and Sylvia O'Bell. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mangesh Hatikater, Samantha Hinnick, and Patrick McMiniman. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. Help us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And tell all your friends about us. They'll be super grateful, I promise. Then set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Is someone you love in a relationship with somebody who tells the same joke over and over? Somebody who has the audacity to starfish the bed? Now, be honest. Is that somebody you? Look, MeUndies knows relationships aren't perfect. That's why they're celebrating imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. Starting now and for a limited time only, New MeUndies customers get 25% off matching pairs and free shipping. Express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun, limited-edition prints. If you're single, mingle in matching pairs with your friends or fam. You can even get dog hoodies or buddy bands to match your four-legged BFF. Be sure to check out all of MeUndies' sustainably soft undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear, and more available in sizes extra small to 4XL. Get 25% off your first order of matching pairs, plus free shipping, at MeUndies.com slash VDay25. That's MeUndies.com slash VDay25. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, visit Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You've always had the feeling that there's something strange about reality. According to the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast, there is. On the show, hosts Robert Lamb and Joe McCormick examine neurological quandaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and much more. Prosthetics are true testaments to not only human craftsmanship and ingenuity, but also to the plasticity of the human brain. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo.